Hey, what's going on, everybody? Casty Haynes here, owner of Bodyslim.net, and we are back with another installment of our uh, GCW Road to Hammerstein interview series. And I'm joined with uh, Kylie Fuller, and we are here with Gringo Loco. What's going on, man? Hey, brother, how you doing, man? Thank you so much for having me. Man, appreciate you coming on, dude. This is uh, big stuff happening this week, man. Super, super exciting time in, uh, in my career, and I believe in most of the other guys on the cards' career. This is uh, very historic. Super happy to be here, and I uh, cannot wait until Sunday. Yeah, man, this is uh, probably the obviously the biggest night for GCW, but it's a big night for wrestling in general because you guys have you're, – you're now on regular pay-per-view too as, as opposed to just being on streaming, which that's a huge deal in its own right as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, the whole world, like, the, like I said, the world on GCW, the whole the eyes of the world are on you guys this week, man. So what, how's it feel to go know that you're going into Hammerstein? This is a huge venue. If you, you've never been in there before work uh, wrestling, right? This is your first time? I, I have not. I would say it's probably the most significant uh, date in my career by far. I had a bunch of uh, awesome dates in Mexico City when I was down there, like bigger crowds and just raucous. But I think this is definitely going to take the cake. Um in terms of just uh, how unique it all organically happened. There's not like a huge money backing, you know, a lot of, a lot of the elements that are going into this makes it so much more special that like we did this GCW did this and the fans have pushed us into a sold out Hammerstein ballroom without any matches announced at the time. So I think that uh, the entire locker room is more than ready to go out there and kill it. Um, A lot of the guys, have points to prove and just to kind of put a staple in the history of an independent wrestling that like, this is our night and you guys made it happen to fans. So I think it's just going to be electric. I agree. I'll be there myself, man. I, I wasn't, I couldn't miss it. I made sure not to, not to sleep on this one. I uh, think I was the fourth to last ticket left on Ticketmaster that night. I think I bought mine at like two 30 in the morning. That's I was so talking lucky. to KG. Yeah. I was talking to KG and he was like, Oh man, there's only like five left. I was like, Oh shit. I better, <laughs> I, like, I, I better go and grab one because I, I just assumed I'm always in the guys like, ah, I'll get one later. I can always get in. But I was like, I don't know if that's going to be the case. So I went ahead and made sure I snagged one right there at the end that night. But Yeah, day and a half. It took a day and a half to sell out the Hammerstein Barn with zero matches. And that's, that's something to say, man, about what, how passionate these fans are for GCW. And it's every city all the way down to little old Laramie, Wyoming. The time that we went there, it was still mm-hmm. raucous just like every other city like New York, LA, everywhere we go. I couldn't believe it. I mean, there was literally bulls, horses, donkeys, and pigs right outside of the venue in Laramie, Wyoming. And it's still sold out and it was still crazier than any other independent date that I've taken. So there's something really to be said about that. Yeah. And not only did you sell it out in two days or a little over two days, but you broke the record for wrestling in that building too, as far as number of people that are going to be there. And that says a lot too, because seeing who's been in there before we got WWE, you've had uh, ECW ring of honor, new Japan, and now you guys topped all of them. So that's huge, man. It's really is like you were saying. And uh, it just, I, uh, it, it goes to say a lot about um, who Brett Lauderdale is as a person. He wants to squeeze every single possible person that he can legally put in and, uh, to that space and he did it and like you just said look at the companies that you just named and we're the the uh the company that fit the most people in there so it's just it's just incredible to be a part of and you know that phrase goes i'm just happy to be here is definitely where my mindset is so uh, it's go time it really is go time it's the last week before 
Hammerstein. I didn't sleep at all on Monday night. And um, here we are. Let's, it's just time to go. That's what's up, man. And you you began your career in, what, 2005? Is that right? I'd say 2003, actually. Three. Uh, there's a videotape that I have in my basement somewhere, and it's timestamped 2003. I remember June 8th being pretty significant. It was either match one or match two, possibly match three. But it was uh, June 8th, 2003 for a promotion called ML- MAW. So um, if it goes back farther than that, I don't have any memory of it. But uh, it goes back pretty far. Man, that's – You've been around then. And I had a, somebody sent in a question for us. It's actually a, that since we're talking about the old days, uh reader or reviewer reader question, uh, DJ Sterion asked, can you share a memory or two of the early days in the Chicago scene, especially AWA slam? Oh, so yeah. Are you, did you say AAW? A A W A or A A W slam? I think it, maybe they typed it wrong, but yeah. I mean, I have memories for both. I, I started in a, like trailer dock you know where they put the trailers and they load stuff in it was like one of those spaces and i really got my start there i was just training and doing stuff that i saw on tv uh there was a guy named buddha who uh rest in peace passed away and then his son was helping out and that's actually where in my first couple of weeks met uh mustafa ali and i've known him my entire career and him and i would always uh, tear it up and just try to do new things and try to be innovative, which I don't know if you follow my uh, social media, but even down to this day, he would always come back and train with me because there's just such a chemistry between us. Um, and we taught ourselves a lot of the stuff that we know now. Um, a lot of my real actual training came from Mexico city from a lot of the coaches down there. Um, and then, uh, if we're going to go into AAW a little bit, that was mm-hmm. like the real first company that I felt, gave me an opportunity and opened the door for me back in the Chicago scene uh, 15, 16 years ago and really saw something in me. And I'll, I'll forever be grateful for them. Um, they let me do Lucha Libre, you know, when Lucha Libre was not common in the States back then. And, uh, yeah, we were pretty over. I got to be honest. If you go back and watch those vi- the videos or DVDs, um, it was a really exciting time in my career because I was bringing something new. I was standing out. And I was killing it with what I was teaching myself at that gym that I uh, mentioned previously. So, yeah, it's it's been a crazy ride, but I wouldn't change it for the world. What uh, led you to get more into the lucha style of wrestling as opposed to the more common, you know, the American style? How did you find yourself going down that path? Yeah, so the, so the very beginning, um, I was in high school and I didn't know where to find a professional wrestling ring. So I went to a gymnastics tumbling floor. And uh, that's where we were doing our stuff. And then like an actual worker came in, an actual wrestler and saw us. And it was like, you know, where do you guys work? And like we named like the employment status of where we worked. We're like, oh, he works at Jim Johnson and whatever. And he was like, no, no, like, where do you guys work? And we, were, we didn't know what he was talking about. He was like, why don't you guys show up at this address uh, next Thursday? And I think you'll like what you'll see. Now, that sounds pretty sketchy, right? Yeah, But, uh, yeah. you know, crazy high schoolers were like, well, let's just go see what this guy's talking about. It ended up being... Uh, a Lucha Libre Mexican gym, uh, like just in a weird area, like very discreet. And that's where actually I got my start in professional wrestling. Uh, the AWA slam place actually came afterwards. So now that I'm remembering it, my, my roots in wrestling is from Lucha Libre. So uh, it was with a little small promotion called, uh, I don't even remember, LMAPS or something. And then uh, the teachers were the Escobedo brothers, which they really gave me the name Gringo Loco from the very beginning. So that's why I've been always true and uh, tried to keep that name throughout my career. So 
yeah, it's it's a it's a different start, but uh, like I said, I wouldn't change it for anything. That's awesome. Uh, Kylie, once you got some questions, uh, right? Yes, I do. So you're coming off two wins in scramble matches at Most Notorious and Say You Will. So I'd say you have the most momentum of almost anybody on the GCW roster going into this major show. So talk about those wins and sort of how you feel going in. Yeah, exciting is is got to be the adjective. Um, you know, Detroit was so electric. Uh, I personally love opening the show with us uh, preloaded, as Brett would say. Um, as the show opens, we're already in the ring, and then you hear that that magical GCW chant, and they're loud and they're ready, and they're just ready to eat everything that we're we're providing for them. Um, excitement would be a word. You know, if I'm going into Hammerstein, there's no better way to go than winning two scrambles in a row. So I have my team behind me and we're going against team Bandito. And I think it's going to be just a very, very special match and a very special occasion for all six of us that are going in there uh, in New York city on Sunday. And that match was one of the first ones to be announced. Wasn't it What your six way match? Yes. Night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's pretty awesome too, to be like, one of the first matches announced for that huge card too, to be like, all right, here's, here's, we're going to start you off with this. And that's, that's awesome too. That's good. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to have your, your place secured is definitely something that's uh, amazing and comfortable. And now you, you have a mindset of like, okay, well, it's go time. It's, it's definitely time to kill this, this date. So um, I think, uh, I think you guys are going to be very impressed by what we, uh, by what we come up with. Yeah, I definitely think we will be. And another thing about these scramble matches, we really get to see a lot of different guys with a lot of different styles and different experience levels. And it really makes the scramble matches that much more exciting. But GCW's roster itself is very diverse. And they're, they've really made a point to pull in people from different wrestling styles, different backgrounds, different personal styles. So how important do you think that is to GCW success? Like from a fan's perspective, I love the variety show because you can have a Lucha Libre style and you have a deathmatch style on the same show. So how important do you think that is? I think it's, it's, it's vital to the company's success. If you really think about, um, you know, when you go into a restaurant and it's a buffet, you're going to mm -hmm. see one, two, maybe three things that you absolutely love. And then at the end of that bar, you're going to see some things that, you know, I haven't tried, but I'm willing to, you know, maybe see what that tastes like. So let's say, you know, you're a super fan of Lucha Libre and high flying and all that. But then that other side of the bar has a deathmatch uh, aspect to it. And then you see it for the first time and you're tasting it essentially and you love it. Well, guess what? Now, when you come back to GCW, you're going to have all of that on the same plate for whatever the price of admission is. And of course, you're going to pay it because it has everything that you could ever want to eat at the buffet. So I think it's just so important. I think it's it's so versatile to, to see a company have everything on, on one show in every city. I think that's why GCW is so successful at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I also think that it kind of creates a lot of buzz when you have these sort of matches that you can really push. And one of the more sort of controversial styles GCW seems to enjoy is intergender wrestling and, and you know people like it they don't like it but you have been in intergender matches with Alley Catch in GCW you've sort of been in these multi-man matches so what is just from your perspective uh what is it like approaching an intergender match knowing that it's so controversial knowing that GCW itself can be controversial already what's sort of your mindset there 
Well, doesn't the phrase go, controversy uh, creates cash, right? I'm all about mm-hmm. it. I've, I've never seen interdenture as uh, controversial. I, my, me personally, I just, I show up to work and I, I see what, what's on the, uh, the plate and I, you know, proceed from there. I've never had any uh, uh, hesitance going into a match like that, uh, especially, I mean, if you look at an athlete like Thunder Rosa or Ali or anybody that's been around for a while, you can create mm-hmm. magic with, with any one of those individuals easily. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's controversial at all. I think that uh, we're all seen as professional wrestlers at this point, especially in this day and age. And I think it's more of a mindset of we have to go in there and kill it. Let's show what we so let's show the world what we can do, essentially. So, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree with you there. And I wanted to ask, as someone who does have a lot of experience in wrestling, GCW has sort of over time built this strong base of young talent, and we're starting to see them sort of push into sort of the main event level. A lot of these younger guys, like an Atticus Kogar and a Jordan Oliver, and all these young talent. So can what's it like in the locker room with these guys as they're learning and growing and developing? Do you assume sort of a mentor role in the locker room? Is that something that you make a point to do? You know, I think that uh, a lot of these young individuals get put in these like major uh, positions of like do or die moments. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen any one of them die. Like the young kids are so yeah. hungry and realize the importance of what situation they're being thrown into. And they, I think they realize, look, it's do or die. And all of them are killing it. You look at like Yoya uh, getting in, you know, in there with Mercer and Mercer just throwing him into the crowd and making him look like a, a million dollars. I think that um, me taking a mentor in some cases has has happened. And I, I, you know, I'm I'm blown away by it because I'm still trying to make it myself, you know, but I, yeah. I do get a lot of... Uh, a younger guys and some of the older guys coming up and asking for, you know, advice or, or tips or how did this look? And I, you know, I'm, I'm really caught off guard by it because I'm still looking up to other people, asking them for advice as well. But I, I do see that they're a lot younger than I am. And I guess that does kind of make sense that I've been around a while and, you know, they kind of value opinions. So yeah, I, I'm super for advice because you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. Yeah, I definitely think that's one of GCW's greatest strengths and sort of something that's made it so successful is the ability to introduce these young guys. And now we're seeing guys who are in their teens being introduced into GCW and just helping them look great in front of the crowd and look great on the pay-per-views and sort of build them up gradually. And now GCW has this huge roster of just people that are beloved by the fans. It's just really incredible to see. And I don't think there's any fans that are really like GCW fans. As someone who's been to GCW shows, the environment is so different from any other wrestling show, any other promotion, anything I've ever been to. So from a wrestler's perspective, what is that energy like? What are the GCW fans like from your perspective? Oh, I, it's they're the absolute best. Um, so I'll have like back in the day, I used to have like three day wrestling loops and mm-hmm. out of every uh, three-day loop, I would come back and I would like evaluate my experience and send texts out to my friends and all that. And every single time it was like, man, but this GCW show though, it was so yeah. lit. I feel so full. I feel so satisfied by the reaction and the receptiveness and just the acceptance and just overall general uh, appreciation for what we're doing. And they get it. It's not like, 
they don't get it. It's they're just they're smart and they're appreciative. And I mean, I can take you back like two or three years when I was I got my first couple of opportunities with uh, GCW in like Nashville when I wasn't really known yet in like New Jersey, and it was just like the most raucous crowd I've ever worked in front of, and it, and it just kept happening and happening, and I kept getting booked more, and I'm like. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely love GCW and need to be a part of this uh, full time uh, quicker than later. This is this is an incredible company, and it's only gotten better. I mean, it's every city: Detroit, Electric, Chicago. Obviously, my hometown was special for me, but you know, mm. LA is out of their minds. It's just Laramie, Wyoming, everywhere. It's just Texas is out of their mind. They're just it's the best golden age of my career by far, and I think a lot of guys would say that. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It, and did you sit now? You started with GCW, you debuted what, 2018? Is that right? Was that around there? Yeah, I, I don't up know right? how, It was, sounds about right. Was it at Joey's Spring Break? Was that it? Was that your first match with GCW? So, yes, yes. Actually, okay. that was my first GCW. And a story about that. Uh, rest in peace, Marcus Crane, one of my really good friends. Um, the promoter, Brett Lauderdale, came and found me in AIW in Cleveland and said, hey, I need you on this show, spring break. And I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. I had no idea what that meant. Crane overheard that and was like, bro, you just got to book, book, book for spring break. Said, yeah, I do. But drive to Louisiana, like I, New Orleans, I don't want to do that. And I'm probably going to tell him no. He was like, you don't understand what you're saying. And I was like, bro, I'm not <laughs> driving 16 hours. I'm like over that. Um, so long story short, I take the date. And obviously you saw how amazing spring break two was. And I was like, damn, well, thank you, Marcus Crane. Like, you obviously knew more than I did. That was amazing. And then from there, uh, we're, we were off to the races. But, you know, thankfully, seriously, rest in peace, Marcus Crane, it's all because of him. I was definitely going to tell Brett Lauderdale no or yes, and I was, like, not going to go because it was just too far. But I am very thankful that I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a real good uh, touching thing they did but for Marcus uh, in Atlantic City that uh, – he meant a lot to everybody. I got to meet him a couple times uh, in Chicago and in uh, Atlantic City when I was down there for Fight Club weekend. He was down there, so yeah, that was. He meant a lot to a lot of uh, meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, a lot, I mean, I don't think there was a kinder, kinder soul, let alone wrestling, but a kinder soul in life. Like he was just, if you were his friend, he would do literally anything for you. And I think, I think that's few and far between now that somebody would do mm -hmm. anything for anyone, you know. But uh, yeah. He will be missed. Marcus Curran was the man. He was. Let's see. Um, now, you touched a little bit on – we talked about your Lucha uh, background. Now, GCW announced today that they are bringing in uh, Mascara Dorado to uh, February for three shows. Now, is there anybody that you would like – a Lucha, Lucha star that you would want to them to bring in to maybe work with yourself because, you know, that's kind of what they do. They bring in some huge name and nostalgia pop or just some – you know, big star to work with. Is there somebody that you want to lock up with? I mean, he would definitely be on top of the list. He is an amazing talent. Uh, you know, what's so funny about this, how everything comes full circle is he didn't have a name at all. I was living in Guadalajara. We trained in the same arena and CMLL in Guadalajara for about six to seven months. And I knew then how special he was and how talented he was because I would show up to practice hoping that guy was there. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything, but I knew how super talented he was and how hungry he was like me. So when I would show up and for whatever reason he wasn't there, it was a big disappointment. But every time that I would show up and he was there, 
I'm telling you, me and me and Dorada would stay in the ring after hours for hours, uh, just like innovating and doing like rope tricks because, you know, he's the king of the ropes. Yeah. So me and him have a long history and I'm so glad I knew the world would catch on eventually how good he was. He got to the top of that mountain for WWE and now he's released to the Lions and like all of us who are going to like eat him up and work with him and just make him do amazing things. So it's it's something to really look forward to. Dorada is the man. Um you know, Volador Jr., uh, Negro Casas was booked, but whatever happened. Like, there's so many legends and present-day stars that we still have to uh, kind of tap into and bring them into GCW to show the world, like, how amazing these performers are. Yeah, and, yeah. and I really think in the past few years, we've sort of seen the bridge between Mexico and North America really being built, not just in AEW, but in any promotions both North American wrestlers going to Mexico, Mexican wrestlers coming to North America. So I think I, I love it as a fan. And I think that's something we're definitely going to see a lot more of in the future. So who knows? Yeah, I think um, I, I do want to say that I'm so happy that Lucha Libre is now getting the respect that it's always deserved. And it's getting their little bit of a corner on these GCW shows to really showcase the best of the best. And I think it's a long time coming. I think the Lucha Brothers definitely trailblazed that path for us. But now, like, we're here and it feels like we're here to stay because people really like if there's a Lucha match um, announced for any promotion and, and mm -hmm. much more so in GCW. So. Uh, who are some of your, like, Lucha Libre idols or, like, uh, inspirations for uh, where you pull from your style from? Do you have? Yeah, so um, I've. I, very early on in my career, I, I realized that I enjoy being the base or the Rudo, the bad guy um, in the Lucha Libre as aspect of wrestling. So I liked carrying people and making them look like a million bucks because I realized how essential that piece of the puzzle really is. And I realized that they couldn't do that with everyone because they would get dropped or they would get hurt or whatever. So I was working with uh, Bushi from New Japan. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar with him. Mm hmm. Uh, early on in our career, we were wrestling in uh, Nokalpan. It's just, just like a smaller arena in the city. Uh, he didn't really speak that much English, but, uh, but right before he was taken off back to Japan, he called a spot with me, and it was like kind of a riskier head scissor. And I was like, hey, man, you sure? You know, off the ropes or whatever it was. And uh, he was like, I, said, I asked him, are you sure? And he, he looked at me and he said, siempre seguro, gringo loco, which really was the spark for me to kind of continue with this basing in Lucha Libre. So what it translates into is it's always, always going to be safe with you and I can do anything with you, which really gave me the confidence that uh, I needed in myself and that he was uh, relying on me to make sure that he was safe. And I really started to thrive on that in Mexico City. And now I brought it to the States to where, you know, I had Marco stunt one time at, uh, I forget what the uh, House of Independence in New Jersey is what it was. He jumped off of a balcony into a head scissor like onto the concrete floor and i completely saved his life so the i think i really thrive on like people trusting me with their life and their body um so that's that's really where where i was at uh in my wrestling career at that time so thankfully i had a couple of people pull me to the side and say hey it's great that you're carrying these guys and you're making them look like a million bucks but what about you like you need to be seen so then, as you guys have seen kind of fairly recently within the last couple of years, um, I've incorporated offense for me in my matches, which wasn't always the case. <laughs> and now I think that's why people are starting to say, like, oh, wow, he actually is kind of good because I started doing stuff for me as well. So 
it, it took me a while to realize that because I was just enjoying making people, other people look good. But we're here. I understand more of what's going on now. And I think that's why uh, Gringo's really kind of taken off a little bit. So I'm appreciative for that. Nice. Kylie, you got some more stuff there? Some more questions? I think. No, I think we covered everything that I. All right. Well, I got a little bit more here for you. Let me pull some of these up. We have some more. Um, let's just talk a bit more about Hammerstein. Like, what does it mean? I mean, this for you specifically to like be able to represent Lucha in Hammerstein and just this moment for you. Let's talk a little bit more about that because that's really what this is about is, you know, what you guys have done to get this company to this point. So let's, let's focus on that. I just think it's, it's full circle. It's the pinnacle of my career. I'm in a perfect, absolutely perfect spot of, you know, for myself, you know, mentally, physically, knowing 100% that I can pull this off, that I have all the tools to make it a success, to make it a memorable match, you know, to maybe inspire the younger generation who might, you know, turn on GCW on Sunday and say, man, this is what I want to do for a living. Because, you know, I think a lot of a lot of us wrestlers had those moments. Um, and if I can create that and inspire somebody to become a prof pro professional wrestler or uh, – just to pursue their dreams in general, uh, you know, maybe they'll hear my story and, you know, see the long road that it took to get to Hammerstein, but he did it and he's there and he killed it. And there's a memorable match for, you know, for however long, but uh, just super excited, man. It's, it's just one of those things that, you know, I used to watch as a young child, I used to have to work at like Jimmy John's make enough money so I can order those ECW pay-per-views you know, uh, a couple of the last ones were at Hammerstein and just like, you know, super crazy to Jerry Guido, all those guys, whip rep, whip rep, you know, all of them had such an influence on me in that building. And now I'm going to be doing the same thing, hopefully influencing the younger generation. I think it's just, it's magical. This whole week has been magical yeah. so far. My phone, my phone has never been blown up more than this, this week alone, just with fans and podcasts, interviews. It's just been Electric, awesome. and I think I think that energy will, will definitely be in Hammerstein that night as well. Yeah, it really does. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was it just gonna say I agree. Yeah, but... yeah, it really does feel like we're sort of entering a new golden age of the indies. So, what's it like to be part of the promotion that spearheaded that? It's just incredible. I mean, I'm just happy to be here. I mean, I know <laughs> Brett Lauderdale has a lot of trust in me, and 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 the guys that I'm bringing in and. We're just bringing in the top and the best of the best in the Lucha Libre. I mean, it's just it's hard to have a bad match with the talent that we're bringing in for that match. So um, it's just so exciting. How do you guys feel about it? I mean, are you guys super stoked? I mean, oh, I'm super stoked. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm thinking I mean, about it nonstop. I'm flying from North Carolina up, so I'd say I'm pretty excited yes. for it. So Yeah. This. So, I mean – when you're flying in from somewhere else, that's when you know you have a special product. When you have mm -hmm. to see it live, you're going to be part of history. You know that you're going to be you're going to see some of the best professional wrestling, Wh whatever your style is. It's going to be there and it's going to be awesome. So there's probably going to be a couple yeah. surp surprises too, which there always is. Always, it's just it's a, it's an overall great experience, man, and I can't wait. Yeah, I, uh, I'm like I said, I'm 39, so I've been around. I, I grew up through the ECW, like. The, the heyday of it and i've i've said it numerous times i can this feels to me like this push for you guys to hammerstein is like when they were running to pay-per-view for the first time too and technically you guys now are doing the same thing since you're on actual pay-per-view and not just fight tv and stuff like that so it's, it's a very similar feel uh for me uh just to 
to have lived that in the nineties and then to be part of this now, uh, that's, I made it a point to try to go to as many shows of you guys as I can recently too, just leading up to it because it just, it's something special, man. It really is. And, uh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like from here on, like this is after this weekend, things change. You know what I mean? For, for you guys. Yeah. Cause so it'll be interesting to see where you guys, guys go from here. And I can't wait to be a part of it and just cover this and, you know, see what happens next. Come on, man. You get, you're giving me goosebumps over here, bro. Dude, Stop. that's the point. It's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> this is a big deal, man. This is so big. And I can't, oh, I can't man. wait to see you guys uh, this weekend and just to be a part of it with you guys. And I'll be there Friday through I'm flying back Tuesday. I got an extra day in the city. So, I'll be up there. Um, uh, I was trying to talk our boy Rob into coming, but he's you know he he's not making the trip, man. Chicago Rob, you know. Do it. Oh, Chicago Rob! Everybody loves Chicago Rob. That's my boy, him. man. Mentioning him right now, yeah. I, I put him over anytime I can, man. That's my guy. I was trying to get him to come out, but he, you know, he's he's not making it up to New York. He said, uh, he's, he stays he's around Chicago. He is, man. You know what I was? You know what I was going to touch on is uh, kind of has like barely legal vibes. Remember the ECW paper? Yep, that's it. That's what it's, I was saying. Yeah. And we're literally the uh, Takamichinoku match. That's that's what it is. <laughs> oh man, good. That's a perfect analogy. That's yeah. great. So. Um, so this week, so you this weekend though, before we wrap it up with you, have Warrior Wrestling on Saturday, the night before uh, you go to Hammerstein on Sunday. Uh, you you is it a six man? Is it a scramble or what you had exactly? You told me earlier. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a scramble. It's for the uh, Warrior Lucha Championship. It's got Sam Adonis. Aramis, ASF, Drago Kid, and myself. So really looking oh, forward wow. to that one. That's that's a full plate as well. So nothing to be uh, to shy away from. That's going to be an amazing banger as well. And Warrior Wrestling is so great. They got Osprey on that show. They got Brian Cage. So many stars from everywhere. They always kill it. And they have a new venue, which I'm super excited about. So Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah I, I like what they do be, up there. Um, is it Principal Steve? Is that his name? The guy that's the owner yeah, or whatever? Steve. And if I'm not mistaken, pretty much – they everything after they cover expenses goes back to the school, right? Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's I, yeah. a very special place in that aspect, man. I mean, they're helping their kids with sponsorships and all kinds of programs for them afterwards. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's a big deal, and I I, I love that they're doing that. And I don't think enough recognition gets brought to what Warrior Wrestling does on that right there, and that it's pretty much just a nonprofit. It's a charity based thing for his school system that he has, and that's incredible. And especially with the cards you guys always have too, bringing in so many people and doing good stuff up there in Chicago. So yeah, everybody needs to check that out. Now is that, they usually are streamed as well. Do you know if that one's on fight this weekend or where is that? I'm, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's high spots. I'm pretty high positive about that. It might be fight. I'm not sure. Don't, don't quote me on that, but uh, yeah, I didn't look it up, but they, they usually are carried somewhere. So we everybody should yeah. try to check that out and get a look at that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but man, I appreciate you coming in uh, and doing this for us. I am super excited for this weekend. Uh, everybody, make sure you check out uh, GCW this weekend, the world on GCW. Check out Gringo Loco, Team Gringo versus Team Bandito. We got Bandito, ASF, and Laredo Kid versus Gringo Loco, Arez, and Demonic Flamita. And man, that's just going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait to see what you guys pull out, man. I'm so excited for this match. Man, pleasure's all mine. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's a very exciting time in my career. And for the fans, I'm sure you guys are going to just be having the time of your lives out there. So just make a lot of noise for everything involved. And uh, again, I'll see you guys there. Yeah. And tell us where we can find you too, before we go out on social media, plug all your socials and stuff, let everybody know where they can follow your work and how to keep in touch with you and all that good stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Twitter is just uh gringo loco OG with the capital OG. And then uh, the Instagram is I underscore am underscore base God. I am base God. 
And then uh, Facebook is just my shoot name, Charlie Santo. A lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on there. And uh, yeah, that's it. I got merch at all the shows that I'll be at, uh, and I'm always yeah, very where, approachable. Just come say hi, man. You know. Where can we buy your merch online too? Uh, before we get away, is there a place? Yeah, to just do that? it's just usually yeah, it's just usually DMs and stuff. I just send it out okay. um, every uh, every Tuesday morning. So that's how it works over here. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, Kylie, tell everybody where we can find you and what you've got going on. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I do the GCW post show on the Bodyslam.net YouTube account. Uh, I'll be doing the post show for this show, the Hammerstein show, so I'm really excited. Uh, I also do interviews, and you can also find me on the ADHD Divas podcast. Awesome. All right, guys, and make sure you follow uh, Bodyslam.net. Uh, go to the website, follow all your wrestling news results. We have editorials, uh, podcasts dropping almost daily. You can follow us on social media um, at Body Slam Net, pretty much on everything uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff's the same. Uh, I'm Cassie Haynes. You can follow me right here on Twitter at Casshole with three O's at C A S S H O O O L E. And guys, uh, appreciate you following us, tuning in, and uh, we'll have more of these all week leading up to this weekend's Big Hammerstein show. Gringo, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Pleasure's all mine. And remember, all hail the base god. <laughs> nice. Good night, guys. Thanks. <laughs>